The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining in. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we're going to dive down into some of the maddening circle of modern allopathic medicine. (sighs) I've had a couple incidents in the office more recently that these incidents, um, you know, it's just like, how did we get here? How are we? and, And the fact that we are here, how can we not pick our heads up and realize that we are so sick as a society because we've allowed ourselves to be in this cycle? And I know that there's a lot of desire to break it. And so I want to give some aspects of hope and options for secondary. Now, I will let you know that as Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic, I am not against medicine, right? Sometimes when people listen, they might get snippets. And so if you're getting the snippet, I want you to hear there's a time and a place for medicine. And we are very, very grateful for that. Um. I had a patient more recently who had a scratch on their leg. They were going like bodyboarding and they got scratched by some coral and noticed a big red streak up her leg. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's a that's a that's an infection. You need to go to the ER now. Like they need IV antibiotics in their veins. And she said, I am very concerned about the antibiotics and gut health. And I said, um, your gut health isn't really going to matter if you're if she's dead. So like, we'll deal with that on the secondary. But that is a time and a place. Had another individual who went up to Colorado Springs, generally healthy guy, late 40s, early 50s, no real history of blood pressure issues, wasn't feeling well. They took his blood pressure it was like 210 over 140 and immediately to the ER he goes, you know, and we're like, he got on some HCTC, HTCZ. Um, it's a blood pressure medication and it brought it down for that couple of days and he flew back to Indianapolis and his blood pressure problems subsided. It was interestingly enough, something called HALP was high altitude um, pulmonary edema, HAPE, I think is what it was called. Um, and it's your blood pressure due to altitude. And so when we're looking at these things, we're like, goodness, you know, that could have been a systemic infection that turned into death. Um, it could have been a stroke, right? All of those things. And they weren't, 
So know that there is a time and a place for medicine. But because that has always been our go-to, it has been one that is the be-all, end-all. And we we don't want to make different changes for our health. So we're kind of so, kind of caught in the system, right? And so I want to break down a little bit of what those are that I tend to see. But before we dive down deep into that, let's talk about some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. For today's Health in the News... Five healthy habits may be the secret to living longer, Florida neurosurgeon reveals. Guys, um, put this on your calendar. Today is the day that I agree with mostly all of this health in the news. I could not believe it. So again, it is five healthy habits may be the secret to living longer, Florida neurosurgeon reveals. This is Dr. Brent Brett. Osborne of Florida. He is a neurosurgeon in West Palm Beach. He said, you are never too young or too old for good health. I really liked that. So the average life expectancy in the U.S. has dipped to 76.4 years, according to um, data from the CDC. But many medical professionals believe people can extend their longevity by adopting certain lifestyle habits. So again, Dr. Brett Osborne, a board-certified neurosurgeon in West Palm Beach, is the founder of a preventative health care and anti-aging facility. He works with patients to help them achieve a healthy weight, adopt better wellness habits, and reduce the risk of chronic disease such as obesity and diabetes. His motto is, you are never too young or too old for good health. Um, So he shared these five daily health habits. I'm actually really surprised. Number one, assume responsibility for your own health. (laughs) Oh, man, he sold me right there. While it's important to consult with a healthcare professional as needed, Osborne emphasized that people should listen to their own bodies and identify potential risks. He said, in general, standard health surveillance for the average American is poor. Um, he holds a certification from the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. He said, we simply are not aggressive enough in checking for and catching risk factors of fatal diseases. Most people aren't proactive in discovering risks for themselves, he said, relying too much on their doctors or online health information. Um, he said, don't think that your doctor is going to find all of your risk factors and save you from a heart attack or stroke. More often than not, that doesn't happen, he warned. These are silent killers that can do damage before someone experiences symptoms. So given the prevalence of both high blood pressure and insulin resistance, Osborne recommends that everyone self-monitors at home for early signs of these potential deadly problems. People who wait for their annual checkups to find out what's going on with their health are making a terrible mistake. He said, uh, a lot can go wrong in the year or two between visits to the doctor. 
and lack of persistent attention or procrastination can kill you. I say that too. Um, One of the things that I see so much of in the office is that when people feel well, then they kind of take a step back, right? Like it's easy to walk away from health or health-related things when you feel well. And then when you lose your health, you're like, I will pay whatever, I will do whatever. Number two, he said, take these six blood tests and take them seriously. The best way to prolong your life is to lower the risk of heart attack and stroke, according to Osborne. Dr. Osborne, who is a neurosurgeon out of Florida, he said the first step is to doing identifying the risk factor. It is nearly impossible to achieve optimal health without taking intermittent snapshots of the inner workings of your body to guide you, which can be provided by laboratory testing that will accurately identify any and all of the risk factors. Taking these tests early and taking these tests seriously can save your life. So what are they? Lipid profile. This is the test that provides a rough idea of the, quote, good to bad cholesterol. VAP, which is a vertical auto profile. It's not like of your car. This is a cholesterol, lipid, and lipoprotein test that measures all of the components of the standard lipid profile and also delves further, segmenting cholesterol into subtypes. Um, C-reactive protein. So patients with obesity and metabolic syndromes have elevated C-reactive protein, which is a risk factor for coronary heart disease, hypertension, type 2 diabetes. Number four, homocysteine. Now this is one, again, you can just, when you have your annual lab, say, hey, I would like a uh, C-reactive protein, CRP, homocysteine, um, done. So homocysteine, uh, elevations in homocysteine are associated with a variety of diseases, heart attack, stroke, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis. I actually had read, if you don't know what, um, homocysteine is. Homocysteine is an amino acid produced when proteins break down. Um, high homocysteine levels are usually an indication of a deficiency in B12 or B9, which is methylcobalamine or folate. Um, what's interesting about it is that elevated homocysteine causes low thyroid levels, psoriasis, kidney disease, osteoporosis, atherosclerosis, blood clots, heart attack, coronary artery disease, stroke, dementia, Alzheimer's. I mean, this is one of, you know if this is high and this is what it caused, my question would be, why isn't every doctor running this panel? And most of the time, because it's due to a vitamin deficiency. So they're like, oh, just take your multivitamin. And you're like, oh, well, what if, do I need more? And they're like, I don't really know, right? And so your doctors aren't trained in vitamins, but Vitamin deficiencies cause high homocysteine, and high homocysteine can cause this plethora of various disease processes, and yet it's something that they don't run for. I remember reading somewhere that said uh, homocysteine was a better marker of an individual having a cardiovascular-related event, heart attack, stroke, um, than a lipid panel, cholesterol panel was. A1C, so looking at blood sugar. And then as well as vitamin D. So again, there's evidence that a vitamin D deficiency is associated with stroke, insulin resistance, Alzheimer's dementia, coronary artery disease, cancer. So it's one. And those are those are easy ones in terms of like getting back out in the sun or 
you know, having to supplement with vitamin D. Like what can we do to increase those numbers? Now, again, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, and we are talking about the five healthy habits that may be the secret to living longer, according to a Florida neurosurgeon. Number three are taking these 10 supplements. He says embrace. Embrace these 10 supplements. And so he talks about Although supplements are not used as a primary treatment for ailments, they can be used as a complement to a well-rounded diet and exercise regimen. So we talk about supplements will not remedy your blood sugar or blood pressure or arthritis or hypertension. Only you can. There's no easy way out. The right supplement regimen, however, can optimize your health so that your hard work is maximized to its fullest potential and should be treated as equally as important as the right food choices and fitness routine. So Dr. Osborne recommends these top 10 nutritional supplements to help prevent free radical damage, oxidative stress, chronic inflammation, and I agree with all of them. And we will talk about what they are next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always schedule an appointment, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That is greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we're talking about the maddening circle of modern allopathic medicine. Oftentimes you get sucked into this kind of medical merry-go-round and it's hard to find its way out. I will always state, I believe there's a time and a place for medicine. Now that being said, there is a certain point where we realize we have to take responsibility for our health. No one is responsible for your health but you. It's not your medical doctor. It's not your insurance provider. You know, we had someone more recently and they're like, well, you know, all my friends' insurance pays for theirs. And I'm like, well, they might be sick, right? Like, you're well. And they're like, well, I want you to buy my insurance. I'm like, okay, perfect. Yep. Where's your exacerbation? Like, there has to be an active pain. And they're like, I'm well. And I'm like, I understand your insurance vet doesn't value that. It doesn't want to keep you well. I think the average person forgets that your insurance is not a non-for-profit. They profit off you when you're sick. So are they going to want to do things and incentivize you to have you be sick or keep you to have you well or keep you sick? You know, just such a system we don't really think about because we want to believe that there's good in everyone, in everything. And it's unfortunately not like that. So 
we're breaking down uh, a neurosurgeon based out of West Palm Beach, Florida, who gave five healthy habits that may be the secret to living longer. Now, and I think there's kind of a caveat before when we say living longer, we'll often do uh, living to 100 even. And it's always so interesting because people say I would never want to live to 100. And I think that like, why? Why would you not want to live to be 100? Because for me, like having kids now and the hopes of grandkids one day and, you know, I see my grandma in my kid's life. So that's like their great grandma. And I'm like, what if I can have like great grandkids? And, you know, just the experience that my grandma gets of like playing with my kids and, you know, going to to football games, albeit flag or, you know, just like that aspect. And you're like, how wonderful. But that being said, you know, my one, (laughs) oh, my one grandma I mean, she's bartending at the yacht club and she's still doing belly dancing classes down in Florida and she's got a boyfriend now and because <laughs> she's at a she's widowed. All these things are just like different quality of life. I called her on her 84th birthday, said, Happy birthday, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm heading to the gym. And I'm like, How awesome is that? Takes her vitamins. So number three on this doctor neurosurgeon's list is embrace these 10 supplements. They are omega-3 fatty acids, right? This is um, 10 nutritional supplements to help prevent free radical damage, oxidative stress, and chronic inflammation. So omega-3 fatty acids. So most people would call that fish oil. It is important to make sure you have a good, clean, healthy source. Resveratrol green tea extract, vitamin D, which if you don't know, the best form of vitamin D is from the sun. The mechanism is UVB, as it hits our skin, stimulates cholesterol to turn into vitamin D. It's UVB rays. And so if the first thing that you do before you even go outside is you put UV protectant on, i.e. sunscreen, then it makes it so your body can't produce vitamin D naturally. Curcumin. Curcumin is the active component of turmeric. Fun fact, years ago, we used to tell people, in order for you to absorb as much curcumin or turmeric as you possibly could, you needed to take it with black pepper extract, biopepperine. If you are still doing that, stop. Because research more uh, in the last year or so, 18 months probably now, came out that showed biopepperine or black pepper extract actually induced leaky gut punched little holes in the intestinal wall. Um, And so we no longer. So there's ways that you can concentrate it to make it more bioavailable, but stop taking it with biopepperine. B-complex, which we specifically um, recommend methylated, how it's broken down. Vitamin C, vitamin E is an antioxidant. Magnesium, magnesium is needed in 300 different enzymatic reactions. So what that means is that there are 300 different actions in terms of um, cell cycles that it calls on magnesium as an intermediate. So, and stress depletes it. So we usually need a little bit more. And then probiotics. I could give or take probiotics just because I see a lot of people are over inoculating, like they have too much of it. Number four says Dr. Osborne, neurosurgeon from 
West Palm Beach. Work your brain. Work your brain. It's not technically a muscle, right? But the brains benefit from exercise both mentally and physically. So physical exercise and critical thinking both both forge neural pathways in the brain. There's a component of learning while exercising or working through mental challenges like puzzles. And this process of learning literally rewires your brain. So as we age, we keep the brain active through physical activity, helps the prevent the progression of age-related atrophy. So physical activity actually helps to form uh, synapses, which are connections between neurons that help to reduce inflammation, reverse age-associated spatial memory loss, and enhanced learning. So it also helps prevent diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. There is also evidence that augmented blood flow to the brain during exercise promotes neurogenesis, which is um, the formation of new neurons in the brain, and exercise can enhance both learning abilities and memory. Physical activity, learning a new skill, can, uh, quote, turbocharge the brain. I thought it was kind of interesting. They actually came out with a study as well. So when you're like, I don't have time to exercise, I can't. This was published recently. Just four minutes of intense daily activity could slash cancer risks among non-exercisers. So just four to five minutes. Four to five minutes of vigorous physical activity could reduce cancer significantly among people who have been generally inactive. That was posted in JAMA, Journal of American Medical Association Oncology. They looked at uh, 22,398 non-exercising adults averaging 62 years of age who were activity trackers on their wrist for seven days. Researchers then looked at cancer-related diagnosis, hospitalizations, and death for the participants over a period of several years. Those who participated in daily, vigorous, intermittent lifestyle physical activity for an average of 4.5 minutes. 4.5 minutes per day had a 32% reduction in physical activity-related cancer incidences, including, but not limited to, kidney, bladder, stomach, and lung. And this is based on a six- to seven-year study of medical records. Participants who exercised 3.4 to 3.6 minutes per day. Guys, 3... 0.5 on average minutes per day the risk of cancer is reduced by 17 to 18 percent like this this is not this is not crazy you park at the grocery store park in the far back and do a power walk up there like this is not do some air squats at your house when you look at the ability to have just a small amount of physical activity and the radical change it makes on your health it's crazy now last certainly not least Know your food's glycemic index. So measuring your food glycemic index is a way of rating the impact it has on blood sugar and insulin. So this knowledge can be used to find and avoid hidden sugars. Uh, Kidney beans, for example, have a glycemic index of 23. Peanuts are 7. White rice is 89. So it's not necessarily just the sweeter the foods, but that is often what they will find. Eating lower glycemic index foods, 
glucose increases only mildly, which means there's less insulin produced. So they talk about how tight glycemic control is a primary function of uh, different factors. So um, while low glycemic index carbohydrate consumption facilitates weight loss, eating your daily vegetables has a far greater life-extending life extending effects. So I just think it was really awesome to find an article by a neurosurgeon, of all people. But they, he said, hey, I value health and wellness, and that's what I'm going to put my focus on in my clinic. And I'm sure, especially in Florida, he's doing well. And that's where, not from a neurosurgeon standpoint, but what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic is that's inevitably our goal, is to walk people through individualized plans on how to get well, how to stay well, but inevitably what we need to do from that health from the inside out, brain, organ systems, nutritional deficiencies, and how those things can lead to these disease processes. So it's always wonderful to see someone kind of forge that whom most neurosurgeons that I've met are not more um, conservative or naturally minded. So I thought it was really great. And it was good to agree with a doctor, an MD at this point. So when we come back, let's hear from a longtime patient, as well as we'll talk a bit more about the maddening circle of what we consider our healthcare system. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne. Hours on, bodies healing. Our motto at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. We are talking today about the maddening circle of kind of modern allopathic approach to health i will say it once i will say it again i believe medicine has a time and a place but here's what i find is is crazy is that there has to be this fit into a box right like tell me what that means so we recently had a patient who came in and this patient's in her late 60s with back pain I mean, so bad to the point where she could not sit down. It was she was riding in the back of her car, in the back of the van, and her husband had to help her get in and out because she couldn't sit in his seat. So we started getting her adjusted, and she said, hey, I can't get in to see my primary care physician for another six weeks. So we've been seeing her for six weeks now. She is able to sit. She's able to walk without her walker. Now, albeit with what is going on with her spine she's not 100 percent pain-free 
but she has regained mobility, functionality, and so she finally goes in. And the doctor says, well, if you're still having that back pain, here's a steroid pack. Which even short-term steroids like prednisone can decrease your bone density. So it's not like there's no side effects that come with these. And he said, you have to go to physical therapy. Like that's what's going to get you better is physical therapy. And so she went and had a consult with the physical therapist. She's like, you know, I want to see all the things that I can do. Now, physical therapy deals with muscles, which is great. Again, I really, we have seen so many patients where we co-care and they have been very successful. The other thing too, if you don't know, is that every muscle you have has a nerve innervation, which means that every muscle you have has a nerve that goes to it and talks to it, right? So like Peyton Manning had three surgical fusions to the base of his neck. He wrote dozens of articles about how he suffered with tricep atrophy, right? So it it is important to have nerve supply to a muscle. And so she went, this patient, went to go meet with the physical therapist and they said, yep, you need eight weeks of treatment and you cannot do chiropractic care. Nope, no chiropractic care. And we, I asked her, I said, why would that be? If this is a modality that is is actively helping you, why would they tell you to not do it? Why would you not continue to keep working on taking pressure off the nerves? And she said, the physical therapist said, well, we wouldn't know who is getting you well. <laughs> and my thought process is, if you're getting well, why do they need all the glory? Why is it that they're like, well, how do we know if we're helping you or if they're helping you? Why does it matter if your interest is in the best of a patient? Why would it be that you would have her? That's like someone comes to me and says, hey, Dr. Leanne, I'm doing uh, whatever, dry needling. And it really has been helpful. But I just want to see if this can help me a little bit more. And I say, you can't do dry needling. Nope, absolutely not. Because I'm not going to, I'm not sure what's getting you well. And you're like, but what... What if that chiropractic can just like assist with that? Why wouldn't the physical therapist call our office to say, hey, we have a patient and we're going to both be working on them. Like what can we do in tandem, like together and work for the patient? But somehow they're like, no, prednisone and PT, it's all we can do. No chiropractic for right now. I'm like, so the thing that actually got her walking, the reason why she can walk through those doors in your facility and her husband's not carrying her like he was six months ago was because of chiropractic. Tell me how that makes sense. And then what happens is I see this over and over again. PT doesn't work. They send them back to the ortho, right? Not the PCP, the ortho. And the, the reason why I know that this is it is because I met with IU Orthopedic Group where it started talking about with these neurosurgeons, orthopedic surgeons about co-care like how they can co-care better with us as chiropractors. So, right, so they then they said, you know, here's what happens. We don't do surgery for pain. We do surgery for neurological dysfunction. So what will often happen is we have to check the box for insurance, right? Because they're slaves to insurance. Check the insurance box. They say, yep, we send them to PT or physiotherapy. They come back to us the same, if not worse, and then what happens is that then they can say, okay, now we can do some injections. And once we do that conservative, now we can do surgery. 
And you're like, oh. So that and that's the thing. And you're like, and he's like, hey, it might take care. And this is what the surgeon with the IU orthopedic group said. It might take care of the neurological issue, but it's not going to get rid of the pain. And then we have a patient who's still in pain that sees us, you know, and their hands are bound on what they can give in terms of pain management. So OTCs here. And then all of a sudden, then they start getting stomach ulcers. Their liver and kidney enzymes are questionable. So they're like, you should back off that. And they're like, now what? They're like, let's try another round of PT or let's entertain another surgery. And that's and that's what we do. And you're like, how is that co-care? There is a person, an actual physical person in front of you, a mother, a father, a grandmother, an athlete, a child of someone who's there and they are six, seven, nine, and they're praying for answers. And that person could move closer to health if they had a team on their side. But somehow the medical community wants all right, like physical therapy. Nope, it's just us. No one else can do anything. How is that fair to the patient? How does that make any sense in what is best for that patient is that you do one thing and one thing only just to ensure what we're doing is working. If that patient is getting well, why would another practitioner help me explain? If you're a physical therapist and you want to email me and have like a general, kind, loving, knowledgeable, constructive conversation, I would love to have it. Because I am just trying to figure out why a practitioner would say you can only see me and no one else. Because in any other field, that would be unacceptable. But yet somehow we say, for back pain, that's what we should do. We need to know what's working. It's just wild. It is wild to me. Or I had a pediatric patient who came in and they're like, hey, really severe eczema. I'm like, okay. They're like, I want to see what my pediatrician has to say. I said, absolutely. Like, what if I said, don't see your pediatrician? What we're going to do here is the only thing you can do. So I ensure what I'm doing is working. What? How self-serving would that be? That's wild. So I was like, absolutely. Let me know what your pediatrician says. And they're like, topical steroids. And I said, okay. And they're like, yep, it's just inflammation, topical steroids. Um, Now, one of the things that I think is really interesting is that I have more than one patient and a couple people in my life who were on just kind of standard topical steroids. And there's something called red skin syndrome, uh, which what it is, is it's also called RSS. It's topical steroid withdrawal. And you would think that you need to be doing a lot of it for years or like an oral steroid addiction. But when I tell you that if you want to look at something and they're like, just do that. And I knew about this because this has forever affected multiple people's lives and not for the better and it's long term. They have suffered with it for years and years and years. And when I say suffer, like if you have dry skin, imagine the worst dry skin you've ever had. But imagine that dry skin 20 layers deep with big um, or if like your knuckles are dry and you crack them but imagine that all over your body your face your neck your hands your arms your legs your torso imagine the um the angst that these people feel and it's unrelenting and it is awful and so this patient asked and said could this is there any other option and they said no not really like most kids just grow out of it and they said could it be anything like nutrient or dietary and they said no no absolutely not so they're like okay um like what what does that look like 
So the hard part is, is that um, we went through and so we did, we did food allergy testing, we did gut healing, we did all of these other aspects. And the child didn't just grow out of it, it is less and it is better. And so when I look at those aspects, and you're like, well, why would that be? And you say, because, because we actually looked at and treated the person from the inside. And if they said, hey, I want to do this or that, who am I to tell them that it's not it? But the problem is, is that we get caught in the system. We're like, oh, no, back. Well, you're probably going to just have back surgery, just putting off the inevitable. And you're like, is it though? Is back surgery the only answer? Is medication the only answer? You look again, like we talked about high homocysteine. Homocysteine is an amino acid. It is a test that your medical doctor can do. And if that homocysteine is increased, they have found, again, this is not like my chiropractic thought. These are medical and scholarly articles that if you have a test positive for elevated homocysteine levels, you are at an increased risk of developing a number of health issues, osteoporosis, atherosclerosis, right? That's like the buildup of fat and substance in the arterial wall, Um, thrombosis, which is blood clotting, heart attack, coronary artery disease, stroke, dementia, Alzheimer's. How many of them would be like, I wonder what your B levels look like? Like, what does your folate and your B12 look like? You know, you're like, ugh, chiropractors, nutrition, that's quackery. But literally, like this is, that's the cause of it. And so, but if you see someone who has osteoporosis, who's going to actually look at like their B vitamins? Or if you have someone who comes in and they're like, gosh, that's a lot of placking in the arteries. We should really evaluate your vitamins. You're like, absolutely not. You got to be on a statin for the rest of your life. Make your liver stop producing it. By the way, type 2 diabetes typically comes from that. Like it's just... I mean, it's just, why, why are we not addressing, one, why are we not co-caring as a society? Why are we not referring out when we need to? Why are we not taking ownership that not one way is the perfect way? And that sometimes integrating two or three, are you embarrassed? Are you not able to speak educatedly enough? Do you feel pompous enough that you are the only one? And how dare you think that anyone else can help your patient better than you can or in tandem with you? Like, why? Where are we at? It's such a maddening circle or that the one and only solution is medication. There are other answers. There are other diets, exercise, and this is coming from neurosurgeons. This isn't even chiropractors posting about this. There are neurosurgeons. But yet somehow we're in this maddening circle where you're like, well, diagnosis, medication, diagnosis, medication, surgery, test, surgery, test, surgery, more medication. We can't figure out why our average years of lifespan just keeps declining and that's not even taking into account the quality of life through that time and so what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic is we just evaluate we evaluate and figure out just from a headache neck pain back pain for a whole body healing from a nutritional deficiency standpoint how can we help that person as a whole And so I want to revisit a testimony that we did a couple years ago of an amazing patient who was able to put her health in her own hands. She decided to take her health into her own hands and has made some amazing changes. So I want to welcome Patty to the line. Hi, Patty. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Well, I I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you calling in to be able to share not only your testimony, but changes that you've seen within your family after starting at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. So let's just start with you. You're the first one to come into the office. So what were some of the things that you experienced before you came in? 
I had hurt myself um, cooking Thanksgiving dinner, um, all the bending over for several hours, and uh, it was it was horrible. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go to the grocery store. Um, it was life was awful. Going to the doctors, <clears throat> excuse me. They um, recommended me go to a physical therapist, which was awful. Um, it it just irritated the back more. Mm-hmm. And then um, they were talking surgery, and I did not want to be cut on. Right. So I was at church, and the ladies there at church were talking about Dr. Leanne and how wonderful she was, and I just felt this was what I needed to go to. And um, I never thought about going to a chiropractor before. It never entered my mind. And so I went, and I was nervous. But after the first visit, I was completely relaxed and actually felt really good after the first visit. I was still in pain, but there was something different about it. Right. So after three weeks of being adjusted, I was pain-free. Yay. And there was no surgery. And so with me, it was going to be, this is going to be life. I'm going to do this forever. Mm-hmm. And then while I was um, being adjusted, I was talking to you about my son, about how he, he had a hard time walking. Any kind of distance, his feet would be killing him. Right. And um, we were told by the family doctor to get the shoe inserts, the um, padded soles for him. Right. And that they would keep an eye on it. That was the best that we could do. But, you know, there was no hiking because he was in Boy Scouts. There, um, Disney World was, you know, we were worried about that, those kind of trips. Because he was in pain. Right. So I, was, I talked to you about it, and you said, bring him on, and I can take care of him. And sure enough, um after a few weeks of being adjusted, you know, with Boy Scouts, monthly campouts and hikes, he was little to no pain at all. Yeah. And then now we've had several weeks behind us. He has no pain at all. Yay. So, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, you just look at what the alternative would have been for both you and your son. And because I remember seeing you at church and being like, you looked at me and you pointed and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and you said, I got in and out of my car without pain today. I was like, okay. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Good. I don't Riding remember. Riding out of a big truck. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you talk about, you know, you knew this was the rest of your life is because you maintain that so that it never goes back to the way that it started. Exactly. And, you know, it all makes sense the way you explain how the spine should be and how you know everyday life it just kind of compacts us this down and then with the adjustments it just kind of realigns us it all makes perfect sense and how we're not thought or told this in the beginning you know you really need to start life off with being adjusted it just makes perfect sense and with me being pain-free because it was awful right and then watching my son be able to do these hikes without any pain because we had the best shoes we had the best inserts and he still couldn't walk he he was in pain and you know it's just amazing yeah i will always swear by this always 
Well, and I think too, what's, what's an interesting note. So you're like, okay, well I have a daughter and we don't have a whole lot of complaints, like pain, like you and your son had, but you said, uh, let's go ahead and let's just get her checked. And, um, what did you think about then when we had gone through and looked at her spine? What was amazing was the silent one was the one who was really messed up. Um, she was, she was, I believe, what, nine pounds heavier in one hip? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's doing away 100 pounds, and she's 13. And so she never complained about anything. But something told me, you know what, I'm getting my son adjusted. She needs to be adjusted because she's she takes so many dance classes. I know there has to be something going on. And, it, and it's just a healthy way of life, being adjusted. Right. Well, and she had a lot of that and, forward head posture, you know, when oh, you kind of, like, nudge them to sit up, but they, they're not really sitting up. And well, that, yeah, you didn't even see that until the x-rays, until you pointed it all out, like, wow, she really needed some adjustment. Mm-hmm. And because she had, having the forward curve, she had backwards curve. Exactly. And, and she and she's doing really, really good now. And, you know, I think overall with her, I was just, both Adam as well, just night and day and how the before x-rays and their after x-rays of just how well the adjustments are working. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. So now imagine, because you had never before you went through physical therapy, your next option was back surgery. So I I imagine that there's tons of people who are listening to the radio right now saying, well, my next step is back surgery. So I don't think that, you know, chiropractic, Greenwood Family Chiropractic can really help. What would you say to them? Well, I, for starters, my husband has two back surgeries. And he is, he's going to start. And I think, you know what? I was on my way to back surgery. That was my next step. And um, I, I swear by this. I, I, I know the difference between uh, my next step is surgery. I tried, I tried getting adjusted. And then within four weeks, I'm pain-free. Now, I know not every bag is the same, but the pain that I was in, what is it going to hurt to get adjusted and see, rule it out, right? and see, and, and, and of course, an overall health of having adjustments is, it, it just, it's phenomenal. You can't, I, I could say you would have to do it because it's just the overall health of it is more positive than negative. Right. Well, good. I, uh... I'm just, I, to be able to see the difference between when you came in, your whole family, how, you know, you just see a difference in a family that gets adjusted and stays well and a family that doesn't. And so I just, I appreciate you being able to share your experience and positive um, feedback from what you've experienced at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Well, thank you for allowing me to share. All right. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Thank you so much. If you or a loved one wants to be able to take their health into their own hands, give us a call. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or just hop online to schedule an appointment. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. I appreciate your time. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on. Your power is on.